0: Tell me something, you can go anywhere, another timeline, another universe. So why do you want to stay and fight to save this one? Because this is the world where my mom lives, I'm not going to lose her again. time has a pattern that it can't help reliving different people different worlds drawn to each other like magnets my face so my face if you were to go into the past I have no idea what the consequences can be. Bruce, I could fix things. You could also destroy everything. This can't be happening. I completely broke the universe. Sarge, we've been waiting for you. I created a world with no metahumans. And now there's no one to defend us. Want some help? you're you are yeah I'm Batman if I can't undo what I did If I can't get back, there might not be a future. What's the play? Batman, what do we do? We try not to die. It's not Clark. My name is Kara. I, I'm well, Barry. We're Barry. Barry, what are you doing? Our kids are gonna wanna see this. 34 of comic book movie guy the podcast how are you guys doing i'm doing great and i'll tell you why the flash the flash trailer it's finally come it's here it premiered at the super bowl just before the super bowl actually last sunday it's amazing (laughs) it looked it looked incredible i'm not gonna lie to you I was a fan of basically everything that I saw, including Ezra Miller, and that ought to tell you something. Like, this is a guy who is literally public enemy number one, and this is a movie that has gone through so much crap behind the scenes, from multiple directors quitting the project, starting, not finishing the project, to executive changes at the studio, Walter Hamada, he's at the head of this one, where he was. And he brought in Andy Machete from the It series. So I tip my cap to Walter Hamada because although I don't really agree with his little uh, rift on Twitter with Ray Fisher and Cyborg there, uh, you know, I just... I don't think that Walter Hamada is an overly terrible executive. This movie looks incredible. Um it really looks like something that we're ready for as a fan base for DC. It's got everything. I don't I didn't like I didn't want to have any expectations with this movie. And the more news that's come out about this movie from the you know from James Gunn taking over DC, so much has changed and so many of the different cameos and different plot lines of this story has changed at the end to fit James's DC. And I think his universe is really gonna, like he said, that the Flash resets this DC Studios universe. So, I mean, there's so much good stuff in this trailer first of all the score and just the sheer action that we get from this trailer looks and it all looks really nice too you know there's a couple of cgi shots that don't look finished but for the most part it looks it looks incredible i really like the color palette that they chose for this film like it looks really really good and it looks like a comic book film and i like that a lot And James Gunn has said, this is a great movie and he really loves it. So obviously he was able to do what he needed to do with this movie at the end in order to shape his DC universe. I had a little bit of a, a little bit of a spaz, if you will, a spaz moment for myself. And it occurred last week. I was traveling again out of town to Kamloops, BC for this project I'm working on, and it was a day where so much was occurring for Flash News, and I think that when Grace Randolph, the source that I follow on YouTube, and I'm sure so many other comic book fans follow on YouTube and on Twitter, she's a very reliable source, and nine times out of ten, she is bang on. And her sources are very, very good. So, she posted on Twitter that one of these three Batmen are returning for a cameo at the end of The Flash and potentially for DC Universe's future with James Gunn. Damien's dad, she called him. Well, that made me go on a complete sort of nerd spiral, if you will. It was... uh yeah, it was, it was quite the day. I was rewatching the dark Knight rises. When I got back to my hotel room, I was searching up anything and everything Christian Bale has ever said about returning to the role because the picture that she posted on Twitter was Val Kilmer, George Clooney or Christian Bale. And to me immediately I go, okay, Talia Al Al Ghul was in the dark Knight rises and you know, Bruce Wayne had a thing with her during that movie and like if they want to go down that path they certainly could like it is an option like he could play Damien's dad that lines up with the comics like Talia Al Ghul and Bruce Wayne are the parents of Damien Wayne. So I thought it all made sense. I was on board. I thought it looked great or I thought it sounded great. I mean and uh, just a couple of days later James Gunn completely debunked the rumor that whoever this mystery cameo is at the end of The Flash, uh, they're not going to be DC Studios' Batman because he said straight up to a fan that it will be a new actor. And I really, really respect this from James Gunn. He actually answers the fans. That is massive. It's massive that a studio head can... or Not even a studio head, but just basically the manager of everything happening at DC Studios will actually take the time to talk to the fans and answer questions on Twitter. And then we don't have to wonder. And in a way it's nice to have like things that don't get spoiled and you're surprised when you go to the theater. But it's also cool to like hear, "Oh, there's another Batman cameo at the end of The Flash." You know, and it's probably just if it is Christian Bale, you know, that would be really cool. I'm hearing it might be George Clooney. People are like, people are all over the place. It's, it's clearly not going to be Val Kilmer. George Clooney doesn't really make sense to me. Like, I just, I really don't think they would do that for any reason other than comedy. So it has to be Christian Bale, right? It has to be. And that would be just a really cool cameo at the end of a really cool DC movie. And if that's what they did, I'd be so fine with that. So fine. One of the things I wanted to comment on about the trailer is just how awesome Michael Keaton's Batman looks. Like there's that shot of him where he's wearing the cardigan sweater and he's got the really long hair, really long gray hair. Like he looks like he's a bit of a weathered Batman, you know? Like he touches a picture of his old, of his family way back in the day. He still looks like he's carrying some of that trauma with him. And when he flips on the light to look at all the different Batsuits... Oh man. There's so many cool bat suits in there if you look around or like pause the frame and just look around. There's even a blue and gray one in there. There's like a scuba suit in there. There even looks like there could be like a nightmare timeline uh, with the goggles for Keaton too. It's, it's cool. And then at, at center stage in the background there, like when you you have his main suit that he's gonna be wearing in the flash center stage, And then in the background right behind that you have on the left hand side of this trailer you have his Batman 1989 suit and you can tell that by the sort of mud stain on the Bat emblem and then right beside that on the right hand side you have Batman Returns suit which is it's cool you know this looks like a fan service movie and it looks like at different points it's going to be filmed like, the director almost has to do a dive into Tim Burton. The director almost has to do a dive into Zack Snyder. You know, like, so many of the shots in the Flash trailer looked Burton-y with Keaton, and then so many of the shots with Affleck looked Snyder-esque. And then there were some of the shots with, you know, Barry up in the lightning, when it looks like Cara Zorel takes uh, Barry up to the, I don't know, just past the clouds or whatever, hoping he gets recharged, electrocuted, it looks like. And there's some shots there that looked very similar to the shots that I saw in Black Adam. So that's really cool too. It looks like he just kind of took elements from every DC movie, and DC director, and adds them in. And the fact that they're doing the Man of Steel timeline that sort of gets out of whack, where Barry gets... He creates a world where there's no metahumans and they can't fight back against the threat that is Zod. So I'm guessing he alerts Zod somehow by getting Kara, Supergirl, out of the bunker that she's being held in. And that's from a very familiar comic where Superman is actually held in a bunker underground. And the reason for that is that Superman gets stronger with sunlight. Like the sun rays power him up essentially. And the same thing goes for Supergirl. And it looks like they're using, you know, that nod from the comics, having her in the bunker. I love that. You know, that's smart. And she looks really powerful when she comes out. She was actually, she's the highlight of, uh, of these trailers in a way, you know, like she, she really has a presence and it's felt, she feels like a dark Supergirl. I like that a lot. And that's not the Supergirl that they're going to use in Woman of Tomorrow for James Gunn's. DC universe. They're going to recast a blonde Supergirl, is my guess, but enjoy this for what it is. I know the actress has been all over Twitter talking about, you know, how she loves the character and how she really loved playing the characters. So like they're going to go on this one last ride together and stuff. And it's, it's really sad, but it's also, I love performances like that where it's just like a one-off, you know, and her suit looks so good with the hairstyle and and you know there's a there's a scene where she's fighting Zod and she's got the red eyes it looks similar to Henry Cavill's Superman like it's definitely Henry Cavill's Supergirl in a sense but you know they're not going to go down that that road something that I'm really interested in is just the fact that we get Ben Affleck back one last time as Batman and Bruce Wayne his Bruce Wayne scene in this trailer is so good where he's talking to Ezra Miller and he's just talking to him about time. He's like, you could literally screw this up. Like you could screw everything. And I just, I don't know. Ben Affleck is, is such a good Batman. And it looks like they're doing a, a blue and gray suit for him. It looks really cool. A lot of the shots of him on that bat bike are awesome. And if I'm honest, I really don't think we're going to get a ton of Ben Affleck in this movie but I'm going to cherish every minute of him being Bruce Wayne and Batman on that screen. Every last minute because this is probably going to be his last appearance as Batman and it's sad. It's sad to move on from a guy who I thought played the character perfectly and just visually looked like what a live action Batman should look like. And he has the credibility of an A-list actor that should play a role like that. It'll be interesting to see what happens when The Flash comes out and people see his, his Batman one more time and see how Andy Machete decided to use Ben Affleck's Batman in the story. Because um, we know that the original ending for The Flash, it was supposed to be Ben Affleck's Batman trapped in an alternate timeline somewhere or a multiverse somewhere else. And he's calling out to Barry, um, asking for, for help. And that's how they were going to lead into the stories of Crisis of in- Infinite Earths. And I think that that would have been really cool too. And there would have been lots of opportunities for the DCEU with Walter Mata to expand into something really cool. Like once The Flash came out, I think they would have built off of that properly I'm really excited for James Gunn's DC Studios universe, and I'm really thinking that this is the best choice and the best possible thing that could have happened, because now they're using the Flash to reset the DC universe. And when I watch the Flash, I'm going to go in really not having a clue what they're going to do and how they're going to lead it into this ending. Whatever that looks like. How is it going to reset the universe? And I hope that it's in big, bold, freaking letters for people to understand. Because otherwise, it could be pretty confusing and messy. So, while there's a lot riding on this movie's shoulders for me, it also looks like it's going to answer the bell. You know? Like, it's it looks like a strong comic book movie. And... I'm impressed with a lot of things. Ezra Miller being one of them. Uh, you know, there's someone who's going through a lot personally right now, but all I'm focused on when I watch that movie is the acting and the suits. And the flash suit looks way better in this trailer than it ever has before. Because it's looked terrible. I'll be honest with you, the first couple of trailers had me worried. It looked awful, and uh, it looked cheap, and I thought it looked kind of like they were manufacturing a toy again, but to be honest with you this time, it knocked me over when I saw it in motion. I was blown away. I, I really, really was, and I think that Ezra's going to do a good job playing the Goofy Kid and the Serious Barry at the same time. And I think this alternate timeline, it works really well because he obviously he's jumping to Keaton's universe to see his mom and to save his mom from her imminent death. And, you know, the sad part and the heart of this story, the flashpoint paradox, if they go down the same route as the comics, is that Barry ultimately has to restore balance and his mom has to die. And that, that goodbye, that sort of send-off that he could have with his mother, that one last chat, um, I see it being a very emotional moment and the grounding moment of of this entire story will be sort of the heart between Ezra and his mother. So, you know, Barry Allen, he's he's an, he's a very interesting character and The Flash has never had a major motion picture like this. So this is The Flash's first time on the big screen and on the big stage. And I think ultimately it's going to come down to whether or not people are going to go to the cinema to see this. I know I will. And if I love it, I'll see it multiple times. I really want this to kickstart my DC journey. You know? Like, really kickstart it. Because, like, let's be honest, Shazam 2 comes out here pretty quick. I think it's March The Flash, the Flash is more the reset for me. So I'm going to go see this movie with the intent of resetting whatever timeline came before it. So that's Snyderverse for me. And I love that I'm going to see a movie that's going to close out the Snyderverse. And it may not be that intentionally, but for me, that's what it's going to be. And I'm going to see my Snyderverse Batman one last time, and I'm going to see the Flash. One last time. Because I really like. It's a good move in the sense that like. Okay you got some problems going on with the actor behind camera. But at the same time. You don't have to use the Flash for a little while here. You know build up your DC characters. Get people to know the Lanterns. Get people to know some of these other characters first. And then you know reintroduce your Batmans and your Supermans later, which they're planning to do 2025, you know, 2026, somewhere in there. And that's smart, right? Enough time has passed where we've seen the Flash and we've seen Affleck. However, that's going to go down. I don't know. Like if they're, I don't think they're going to kill him off. There's no way, but you never know. And then with Keaton, I just would think he would stay in his universe. And you know, these are all options down the line. Like if Keaton can come back at 70, he can come back at 80, you know, but I'll be honest, like Keaton was, it was, it was really cool when the Danny Elfman music comes on and you sort of hear that classic, classic piano and he kind of gives you the, the real tired, like, yeah, yeah, I'm Batman kind of thing, you know, and it was cool seeing Keaton back and I do like the suit a lot. I'm going to have to see more of him in live action because it was just a little bit like jarring to see him doing all these, these wild, like CGI Batman flips and throwing guys around. And you know, like it's, it's wild how much faster he's moving now as opposed to 89, 92 era there. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. And I think Keaton's going to be good. Like he obviously looks good. And I think that Barry and, uh, Barry are going to be a fun little duo to watch with with Keaton's Batman. And I also think that, you know, once Kara comes into the the fold uh as Supergirl there, I think it's going to be quite the quite the little team. And then we'll see we'll see how the the time jump works with uh General Zod and everything and the Dark Flash is rumored to be the main villain, so it's going to be another Barry, another variant of Barry that is evil. So we'll see. We'll kind of see how this all goes. Um, like I said, like my, my hopes are high. They really are. And they weren't as high before the trailer. And now they are. So that's a good sign. When a trailer can do that for you, it's a good sign. I think that this movie is going to succeed because of its strong cast. It's got a really strong cast. And I think that people are gonna go to the theater to see Michael Keaton's Batman one more time, and to see Ben Affleck's Batman one more time. Oh, that gray and blue suit, man! It looks so good. It looks so freaking good. And I like—I mean, that's just a glimpse. And we like—that looks like the beginning of the movie to me. Like that early little chase scene. And then we see the chase scene obviously throughout the entire trailer and at the end of the trailer too. But that, that all looks like the same sequence. And it looks like he's coming out of the Fox, which is the, um, that's the airplane that Bruce builds in Justice League in Zack Snyder's Justice League. So clearly this is a Zack Snyder timeline that is going to be disrupted. And it's cool that, and it makes sense that When the Flash ends up in this universe where there's no metahumans, that Supergirl is their only hope. And it makes sense that Henry Cavill wouldn't be in this movie, even though he did shoot a cameo along with Wonder Woman. So like, quite honestly, I think Walter Hamada would have continued with Snyder's characters. But, you know, the past is the past. And I think that this movie is going to change my mind in the sense that I'm still going to get the best of both worlds. I'm going to see my Afflecks and my Keatons and all this stuff, this Batman stuff with Flash kind of sidelined for his own movie. Maybe not so much. I think he really will be the star of this movie. But it will be a ton of Batman content and a ton of good Batman content. So I'm really excited for that. And I hope that you guys are too. Because come June comic movie guy is going to go and see this freaking thing and i want you know a good crew to go so let's get excited for dc's the flash and i hope that you guys enjoyed this little episode you know talking about the trailer and just sort of revealing the little details that i liked about the trailer it's it's promising and i hope we get one more trailer before june which i would assume we would and i think that the that the dc universe is in for a very very needed and carefully constructed reset and that's what we're going to get with this film so that's all i got for you today this this has been a a fun short little episode about my thoughts on the flash and uh yeah i just i think it's going to be One of those movies that you're not going to be able to not see on the big screen. And I really hope that DC fans show up. So I've been comic Book Movie Guy. Until next time, take care guys.